Welcome, folks, to The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. I'm Dr. Bud Marr. We are coming to you from these United States of America, here in the middle of the country, smack dab between the confluence of the Raccoon and the Des Moines Rivers. You guessed it. We are in Des Moines, Iowa on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is The Uncommon Good, and we are so glad to have you with us. Bud and I do different things at Mercy College of Health Sciences, although, Bud, I have to admit, sometimes people seem to not think so. It doesn't help. Uh, like, for instance, today, we're wearing the same shirt, and oh, that yeah. really already confuses people because they always call us each other's name. <laughs> I love it when you accidentally wear the same outfit and people are like, oh, did you guys plan this? Or I didn't get the memo. When clearly, like for most men, I think we would like actively plan not to dress similar. Well, it's also though mitigating against that is again, I don't know about uh, the, the whole host of men, but I'm guessing there's a lot of Midwestern dudes running around Iowa that if you're allowed to just wear uh, dark slacks with uh, a polo yeah. that says your employment, you're going to do that. And so I would say, but there's like a 25% chance every day we might actually wear the same shirt. No, this is definitely one area where I'm very jealous of our of our priest that when it comes to wardrobe decisions, they're if they want, they're pretty much relieved of that burden. Absolutely. Now, Bud, where is it that these shirts that we wear that, that look the same, what do they say? They say Mercy College of Health Sciences, where we're both employed and given shirts that, that match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there, I'm the uh, Senior Advisor for Mission Initiatives and the Director for the Center for Human Flourishing. What do you do at the old uh, shirt palace? I'm the Associate Provost at Mercy College of Health Sciences, and, you know, we, we plug the college each week, and they, they underwrite the show. You know, it's a great gift, blessing to us. But um, I do think just reading the news and looking at society, you know, for listeners out there, they, you know, they feel like God's calling them to do something special and significant in this world, like healthcare is definitely one of those areas with a lot of need. But I think an area where Christians can really witness to the faith we have by the way that we practice medicine. Absolutely. I think of, uh, you know, we have this sort of tagline uh, mission that we have. Uh, Mercy College of Health Sciences prepares graduates for service and leadership in healthcare community by integrating its core values with the professional liberal arts and science education. Wow, our uh, director of marketing, Matt Romke, would have cringed <laughs> if he heard that. Uh, but we also have this sort of uh, longer expansion of our uh of our mission that you can find in our bylaws. And it has the term there, but um, the healing ministry of Jesus Christ, that's part of what is going on here. And so I, I think you're absolutely right. When people want to think about um, what you can do at Mercy College of Health Sciences, and obviously there's the career to get into, the neat paths to just learn about uh, the beauty of the human body and helping it uh, you know, stay healthy and flourish, like we say. Um, but this idea of the healing ministry of Jesus Christ that um, we hope as a Catholic institution we share with all sorts of people who, of course, you don't have to be Catholic to be Mercy College, uh, but by having that heritage and identity, we share that with people, yeah. that healing ministry, and it's wonderful to go out into the community and actually see people doing that. MCHS.edu, if you want to find out more about this healing ministry uh, that we have gotten from the sisters and also that the different programs we have allow people to partake in. Well, it's kind of a fun question to actually tease out. You know, we talked about Catherine McCauley a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago. And, uh, you know, one question that we ask ourselves at the college is like, 
not many of us will be called to religious life. I mean, that'd be awesome when we, when we actually see that take place. But a lot of us were trying to like carry the torch and carry on the legacy of the Sisters of Mercy in a changed environment, but yet being faithful to their mission. And that can be a tough question to answer, but it's kind of exhilarating. Like I'd rather be doing this kind of work than a lot of other things because just of like the, the high calling that is and sort of like, um, some of like the complexity and the challenge that's involved in answering it. Absolutely. So one more time, thank you, Mercy College, for underwriting our show, mchs.edu, to learn more. Today, bud, we're continuing um, what we've been doing all throughout 2020 to 2022. Jeez, I almost didn't say it right. Um, talking about sacrificial leadership, imitation of Christ, self-emptying leadership. We're talking about the saints uh, on this back half of the arc of shows. And so today we're going to bring up another one of our favorites, because when you have a show and you're doing a theme, you get to choose. So we're going to talk about St. Augustine, not Augustine, that's Augustine of Canterbury. We're talking about St. Augustine of Canterbury, uh, the intellectual giant, uh, famous convert, wonderful writer. Some of the, the, the things that we can tease out about what we can learn from St. Augustine in being a sacrificial leader. This is the Uncommon Good. Bo Bonner, Dr. Budmar, stick around, and we'll be back dealing with that right after this. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Knights of Columbus, Borman, Pfeiffer Agencies, serving Catholic families in Iowa, offering life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability insurance, and retirement annuities. The Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society able to provide financial security to members and their families. Learn how Knights of Columbus agent Justin Wadley can help. 563-689-6801, 563-689-6801, or kfc.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Golden Rule, always seeking to serve customers better and to create job opportunities within the community. So with the new electrical division, Golden Rule now services all home maintenance concerns. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, brewed locally since 2012 and featuring regular, seasonal, and limited-release beers. Confluence Brewing Company, 1235 Thomas Beck Road, off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences. mchs.edu. Back with the Uncommon Good. Bo Bonner, Dr. Bud Mar, joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. It's wonderful to have you. Make sure to check out everything that's going on uh, in and around the diocese and with the radio uh, station at iowacatholicradio.com, all of our affiliate social uh, social uh, media. Sorry, yeah. Bud. <laughs> and then, of course, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, which you can download and listen anywhere that you have data. So, Bud, we're going to talk about, uh, of course, sacrificial leadership, imitation of Jesus Christ in his self-emptying, pouring himself out leadership. 
talking about the saints. So, so today we're going to talk about St. Augustine of Hippo, uh, obvious, very famous bishop, uh, famous theologian, um, foundational in how the West thinks about theology altogether, but also a very important leader and someone who, of course, didn't think of himself as a leader in the church. I know that part of what we're starting to see and tease out is the theme in Catholic leadership all the way back to someone like St. Paul, where you start out really not looking like you're going to be a leader. Uh, in fact, you might be uh, the sort of chief person to not lead, and then circumstances in life radically change. Um, there's, of course, but ways in which there's themes in talking about all these saints we want to keep hitting, because, of course, um, that starts to show you these themes are important, like providence, being willing to follow God. But, of course, there's a way in which each of these themes are played out particularly in the life of each of the saints we're thinking of. So um, people might be thinking we're going to talk about peaches and theft with Augustine. That's one of the the famous uh, sort of episodes of his life. Um, But I do think we can start with one of his more famous um, uh, quotes that he's probably known for and actually talk about, although it is very much about the spiritual life and piety, that it has a lot to do with what we need to do um, when we lead and conceive of leadership different as Catholics. Yeah, I don't often plug books on the show, but I do think it's worth your time if you've never read St. Augustine's Confessions. It might look like a hefty reading from the outside, but actually that's true of like books 8 through 11. But the first like seven books are one of the best uh, spiritual autobiographies that's ever been written. And St. Augustine starts the book by, he says, God, you have created me for yourself and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Like you've created us to know you and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And then Augustine looks back at his life. Like he's playing on the word confessions because he's offering witness to the world about what God's done on his behalf. But he's also in a way like confessing his sins. And he sees like all these ways earlier in his life where he poured himself into different things, whether that's like prestige as sort of a learned man, or in one case, like um, um, a relationship with a woman And in all these cases, he says he was looking for ultimate happiness, but could not find it just like in these worldly goods. And so it wasn't until he came to rest in God that he felt at peace. I think the way, Bo, that this applies to leadership is that, I mean, how true is that for so many of us where um, even if we grew up in the church, we still go to mass regularly. We kind of, we, we, we can do like externally the right things, but like deep down inside, we're thinking to ourselves, if I just get this right kind of job or if I just get this certain possession or if I have the right friends, that's going to provide me with happiness. And when we talk about leadership, I think you do have to start with first principles and say like at the foundation until we say I'm committed to finding my happiness in God alone, we'll always feel restless. And you know, when it comes to leadership, we sometimes think I'll be a leader when I have this kind of job. Well, no, like the first question is, do I know God? Are my energies completely directed um, that way. And then oftentimes like the rest follows. I think we used the phrase on last episode show that um, to to one who's faithful in a little God gives much. And we see that um, playing out in Augustine's life as well. No, I think that that is extremely important because what it seems like you're asked to be as a leader is extremely busy. So in some ways you would imagine people get leadership uh, positions and they are under the impression that they need to do a lot. And it makes sense, right? You're a leader. You're the one. The buck stops here. You get paid. You're supposed to have the foresight. 
And so it's easy to get caught up in the restlessness of the gig. Um, and I don't, and that's absolutely true for people at the top, but anyone who has any sort of, you know, leadership, uh, whether that's a parent, um, or just people look up to you, or you're even a middle manager, as it were, the minute that you have someone, bud, that either reports to you or depends on you, it's a, a sort of temptation immediately to just do a lot of stuff, even out of the goodness of your heart, because you just want to get stuff done. But of course, what people want in leaders, um, if they actually think about it, is not just a multitude of activity and busy work. They want someone who can seem to be at rest, right? If you have a restless leader, it's like you said, you're always wondering where they're going to go next. Are they going to leave and take another job? Are they going to tell you to do something on Monday, but by Wednesday, they're telling you to do the exact opposite? Restlessness is something that actually a lot of underlings fear out of their leaders, if there's anyone that is supposed to be serene and firmly grounded so that, you know, the waves that batter the ship of wherever you're leading uh, don't overcome people, that's what you want to see. You want to see someone at the helm that's not just calm and collected, but as you said, has their rest in something deep enough to not be troubled by the variation of the world. I would have to say, bud, in the terms in the uh, in in terms of what I've been ever allowed to lead, you know, so like my kids um, or positions that I've had, or when I've taught, that is a, a very big temptation to busy work to yeah. to seem like you're doing something because uh, there's imposter syndrome that you get, or you know, it's uncomfortable with silence if you're teaching or things like that. But firmly, like you said, no matter what task you've been given to lead, there has to be this deep commitment before you even start leading. Where do I find my rest? Where do I find my perfect activity? And if it's not in God, if it's not in this way in which we can pour ourselves out into the hand of God, we're not going to be calm enough, serene enough, collected enough to lead anyone. We're just going to be frantically running around with people following us close in train. Well, I think this all relates to what you were just saying, but I mean, another big piece from St. Augustine's life dealing with leadership is he's living very much during like the falling apart of the Roman empire. Oh yeah. So he's, he's seen Rome sacked and he's, he's seen these like major societal shifts and another hugely important book that he writes that's worth your time. This one is some heavy sledding, but he wrote his city of God. And it's interesting because you see some parallels to our situation today where things, you know, like these, these real challenges that Rome, like Rome had been selling along and then they're facing sort of like the waning of their civilization. And one thing that happens in the midst of these struggles is some of the pagans start to turn on the Christians and they say like, well, this is because we no longer so, show like proper fealty to the gods or whatever. And so because there are more and more Christians who have turned away from the old religions, like some of these troubles are their fault. And Augustine does this amazing like historical overview where he gives really a theology of suffering, even at like a social level. And he says like, look, these terrible ha things happened under these circumstances or, you know, like he kind of like he, he walks through the history, but he ultimately ends up saying like, we can't really pin down Providence and say like, there's just this one-to-one -one correlation. Like if you don't do X, then God's going to bring about Y or whatever. He says like, we can't fully understand why some suffering takes place, but what we can um, control, like in a certain sense, is our response to suffering. And so he has this wonderful reflection on virtue. He says the truly virtuous person, like, receives suffering in a certain way, and they see it as an opportunity to grow 
and virtue and holiness. And I think like that's such a timely reminder for us because we do, you know, let's be honest, like in today's situation, there are some folks who see Catholicism specifically as sort of like a threat to the order that we want to build. And it's really tempting to sort of like fire back or defend ourselves quickly. When Augustine sees this as an opportunity to offer, again, like I said, witness to the truth in Christ and to be a certain type of person as a way of showing the world sort of like, this is how you, this is how you handle difficulties. Well, yeah. Uh, Augustine shows this as Job versus Cato. And so mm-hmm. Job, the suffering servant versus Cato, who um, abdicates his post in Augustine's t- telling, you know, um, but what this gets down to is people have faced these, Difficulties, as you said, and difficulties is putting it very lightly to talk about the sack of Rome by the Vandals uh, and how they understand, the people of the world understand what's going on at that time. But it's important for, you know, that whole phrase, that whole title of the book is the city of God versus the pagans or against the pagans. And the idea is there's these two cities, the city of God and the city of man. But it's not this dualistic struggle, like one of the things we learn from Augustine, right, is that evil has no actual existence on its own. He makes a big deal about this. But the reason it's a struggle is it's a struggle of two loves. And these two cities exist side by side. So the the love of the city of man or self-interested or selfish love is only overcome from within by the city of God, which is those who love God and then, of course, love their neighbors as themselves. But Augustine points out that this great struggle and this great conflict isn't, as you said, this one-to-one um, people who do good things get rewards, those who, go, who do bad suffer these things. In many ways, we all suffer uh, living this life, and it is those two loves that show where the outcome of the struggle is going to bear out. And when it comes to us as leaders, I hope that provides some relief that most of the time, the best leaders, we look back and we say they were great leaders because they saw people through difficult times, not because everything went swell under their ranks. The idea is that the leaders who live according, lead according to the city of God lead through love, that self-emptying love, that will overcome the selfishness of the city of man. When we get back from the break, we'll talk a bit more about that. We're talking about St. Augustine as uh, one of the saints that we should emulate when it comes to sacrificial leadership. This is the Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner, Dr. Budmar. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full-service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com BigRedQ-DesMoines.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Thank you, Builder Ken Construction, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken Construction is a commercial general contractor. Projects range from tenant improvements, historical renovations, to high-rise buildings. Learn more at bdconstruct.com. Thank you, Builder Ken Construction, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Back with the Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. We're talking about sacrificial leadership. The saints as people worthy of emulation who themselves copied Jesus Christ in his pouring, pouring himself out, self-emptying leadership. And today we're talking about St. Augustine. So, Bud, to finish up on uh, what we were talking about before the break, the city of God, right? St. Augustine talks about the playing field of the city of God versus the city of man. Yeah. But that's not nearly as dualistic as it sounds. And I think that's really something important to point out as we... Uh, end up here talking about St. Augustine's uh, contribution to Catholic leadership? Well, the relationship of the church to the world is kind of a perennial question in Christian theology. And if you just see the title of Augustine's book, you might think like, well, he just says, you know, like the city of God is completely separate. And like, you just kind of like bunker down and like focus your energies there. But Augustine is keen to point out that we share, like, I'll put it this way, kind of like the same stage with the world. So there's one human history and God calls and elect people like out of the world, like in the midst of that history. But it's not like all of a sudden they're set apart in the sense, like their concerns and their end is sort of like completely something different than the rest of the world. Like as Christians, we live completely in the world with all of its concerns and everything. We're just called to sort of a different way of life. I think that's a great reminder for us because sort of a temptation when you see the poo hitting the fan to like sort of want an ejection button, you know, and you start saying like, well, the key is that Christ is going to return someday. And so like, I'm just, I'm a part of the city of God. I'm good to go and wash my hands of it. But I think the witness that God calls most of us to is to, as we're kind of hinting at in that last segment to bear suffering. Well, sometimes that will take place at a social level sometimes in our personal life, I know in my own personal life, when you're faced with difficulties, the sort of like, you, you start thinking to yourself like, well, if only my circumstances were different, um, my life would be better. But it rarely works that day that way. You know, like we have old cliches about like your problems kind of following you. You kind of drown them in drink. You wake up the next morning, you have the same problems, but just a, a headache now or whatever. And so we can rarely like sort of, there, there's not ejection buttons. And if there is, usually that means like, we're opting out of precisely the place where we're called to have skin in the game. Absolutely. I think it's important to realize that this is, in many ways, Augustine's long consideration of the parable of the wheat and the tares by Jesus Christ. So the the wheat and the weeds, most people don't talk about tares anymore, this idea um, that we are supposed to let 
the weeds grow up with the wheat and not pick them out too soon, lest we actually take out some of the wheat while doing so. Of course, in our own hearts, right, we're supposed to be virtuous and not let vice grow unabated. But there's this question about why does God let the the sun shine on the good and the bad um, at the same time? And Jesus, of course, is saying at the end of time, this is when these things will be rectified. But Augustine points this out, that even in something like the Roman Empire falling apart, Christians aren't supposed to see this as, well, we need to go find a patch of ground in which there are no weeds, and then we can only grow our wheat. So to your point, neither are we supposed to sort of hope for uh, a rapture where we get taken out of the mess, nor are we supposed to have some sort of option where we run out of here, leave the, the city to itself without in some way turning over ourselves to to God. And Augustine sees this as Christians have to take these punches that history itself is providing, right? The, the vandals coming to strike the Roman Empire straight in its face, take it on the chin because like their Lord in doing so, if they do exactly like you said, they suffer well, they will do so for the sake of those people uh, who are going to be the great harvest of the city of God and its love. But that's what it gets down to is that is happening here and now at the same time. Leaders can't wait for the optimal situation. We have to be the points of victory of the city of God's love in and amidst the city of man and the self-love of the age. Well, we got to wrap it, up, wrap it up there. This is the Uncommon Good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our family, city, state, nation, galaxy, the whole kit and caboodle. This is the Uncommon Good, and we'll be back next week. But if folks want to be a part of the prayer life of Iowa Catholic Radio, what are ways they can do so? You can join us in prayer. We broadcast the rosary at 6 in the morning and 10 a.m., and then the Divine Mercy Chaplain on air at 2.55 in the afternoon. You can also pray the rosary anytime, anywhere using the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, if you want to make sure to do things uh, here in the Diocese of Des Moines, along with Iowa Catholic Radio, you can find out all about this on iowacatholicradio.com or you can on the Iowa Catholic Radio app like we're talking about on Facebook and Twitter. Some of the things that are going on, um, Iowa Catholic Radio Network will be at the Iowa State Fair on the west side of the Ann and Bill Riley stage, August 11th through 21st. We have different things going on like uh, Skillet on um, August 11th. Uh, John Christ uh, with his special guests on August 17th, and then Ann Wilson, uh, August 21st. The next Man Up West Power Lunch is Friday, September 9th at noon at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines. Um, we're going to have a panel of the newly ordained deacons discussing their vocation. I think that would be a very good one for people to go check out. And then, of course, the Christ Our Life Conference, September 24th and 25th at Wells Fargo Arena. And then we have uh, the... Iowa Catholic Radio 15th Anniversary Footprints of God Pilgrimage to the Holy Land. That's November 2023. All things to check out on iowacatholicradio.com. For Bud, this is Bo, and we're going to have to catch you next week. This is The Uncommon Good. We'll be back next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.